Alrighty, preliminary final part two podcast coming up here. Uh, part one is on the Spotify or Apple or whatever um, podcast app you know streamer you listen to. Uh, I've you know, I would have talked about on that one as well. That that one is a preview with Jamie, a, a friend of the pod, friend of the Creed, uh, that uh, wanted to come on and uh, will ask come on and he was happy to come on and and chat about uh, everything that we're looking forward to this week about the game uh, that was recorded last night. This is the oh, it's Thursday, just past eight pm now. Um, that I'm doing this preview. Uh, so this is the preview more like in line with what I usually do every week in the sense of just looking at the sides that have been put on, uh, put out and kind of just, just shit myself really. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> being that such is the importance of this week's game. Uh, so yeah, a quick preview here uh, about everything, you know, more with the lineups that have been released tonight and everything we were expecting from that. Uh, but go back and listen to the part one of the preliminary final preview pod series of you know, two part series, whatever. Um, that we've got out there. It was, um, I, was, I was fully intended to actually just have it in one pod preview with a little bit of Jamie and then in this, but uh, the, the chat with Jamie was actually went a bit longer than expected last night. It was really fun, so I thought that was be, it would be best to release that as one thing and then go into just the, the normal preview pod so you can kind of separate them, listen to them in a, in a separate fashion and, and get around it. So, um, yeah, get around that one if you haven't already, and then this is the, uh, the uh, preview of the normal stuff. So, yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, first, before that, um, get around the, the badges if you haven't already. A few people have bought them already, and they've, um, I hope, hope they've been liking them. Uh, but yeah, uh, the, the Creed merch store, there's a prelim final pickup option uh, that you can get around if you want to grab some stuff, uh, like pay for it online. But then if you think you, if you can uh, meet, at, uh, I'll be at home ground at the bar across the footbridge, just across the footbridge near the casino there. Before the game, um, probably around 4.30 through 6, and that's when I'll, um, I'll put, I think I've officially got 5 through 6 pickup on uh, the prelim final pickup option on the website. But if you can, if you want to, I'll, I'll be in contact with anyone that does do that option um, to let them know when I'm there and you can come through and pick it up. So that is an option if you don't want to, if you want to order some stuff and not pay shipping. Uh, there is a free shipping option once you get to a certain level, but if you just want to, if you do want to pick up some stuff and get it in a couple of days, basically, um, you can just you do that option, and I'll, as as long as the option's there, then then it's available to do. I'll just um, uh, hide the option once I need to get uh, packages done and ready to go before we leave on Saturday to get down there. So that is an option for you if you want to. And um, all people that buy um, a prelim final option with both badge packs, there's the two badge packs that package all the badges we've released in August together. That makes it a bit cheaper if you buy them all. Um, you get a free stubby holder thrown in if you buy both of those as well as a sticker sheet. So that's a, that's an option there to get some free shit as well as your badges. So get around it if you want to and otherwise we'll get into the preview. Alrighty, that is Hans Zimmer's uh, "Leave No Man Behind." It's a one of my favourite pieces of movie music um, I've ever heard. I don't know why it just resonates with me. Um, it's from Black Hawk Down. If you know the film, um, it's a basically a war film, a modern war film, I guess. And uh, just the music, I don't know why. It's a six-minute piece of music. I'll probably play through the most of it. I'm on a little intro here as I try to make a point. Um, but it just resonates with me. It's a beautiful, haunting piece of music that builds as you'll hear um, if you want to search it so you don't have to hear me talk about over it um, it's leave no man behind but um, it's I love you know in my other lives that I lead 
you know, writing, reading, history, study, and all those things. I often listen to orchestral, um, you know, soundtracks and whatnot in the background of what, what I'm doing creatively. And I love this piece of music as one of my favorites because it, it resonates with a bunch of different emotions. Obviously, um, even just purely from the film it is from, um, you know, it speaks to the horrors and futility of war at many times, but also uh, the, you know, it's, it's hard to talk about, you know, war and heroics, um, you know, war is just a horrible thing, but um, heroics and, and things that happen in, in these horrible times can still be possible, and the idea of um, leaving no man behind is something that is just always, you know, resonates with me, I guess. Particularly on this day that we, um, I thought it was, you know, we couldn't start a preview on today, Thursday the 9th of September 2021 without um, obviously paying tribute to John McCarthy who um, sadly left us nine years ago. He, um, you know, he wasn't at Port Adelaide for a long time but he left an incredible mark with his his season here. You know, a young player still was so much ahead of him but you know, it, it was taken away in a, in a tragic incident um, over in Las Vegas. We don't need to go into that. But what I love about what Port Adelaide is as a club, um, as a club, as a community club, as a as a family that we are, as Port fans and as Port people, uh, Port Adelaide, you know, staff, players, coaches, um, you know, the bartenders at the Port Club, the people at the Port Store, and everyone involved, is it's a family and it's a community and it's a club. And what we've done... You know the the tragedy of what happened to John McCarthy, uh, like that is something we can't, you know, change or anything like that. But what we've done with his memory is we haven't left it behind. We've um, we've taken him on board as a Port Adelaide player forever. Um, with his number, you know, always featuring on the prison bars at trainings. We see it every week, and you know nothing much is said about it. It's just the po- pictures are posted every week, and he's he's there. His memory's there. His, the idea of what he was, you know, he was just about he was, he was going to be a part of the new, you know, the new regime and and club that was building from that time that he came in. Uh, he was a part. He was just about to be a part of that, and it was tragically taken away. But what we've done with our club and how wonderful and powerful we are as a club, um, we haven't left him behind. He's stayed with us, and um, he's in. He's as part of this this little journey we're on right now. He's as part of it as as anyone. Um, his memory and what um, he means to all his players, and you can certainly see today when you see the tributes pouring out and the players that are commenting and sharing. It, it's still so much, um, particularly those ones that were there at the time. But still now, even the players that are young now are, underst- are getting an understanding of what this club is and what it does, what it does for its people. Whether they, um, you know, those ones that are no longer with us um, on this mortal coil that, the, that is Earth, but their, their memories stay with us. And so the ones that were there around and knew John um, in his time at the club, uh, you know, they're, they're obviously feeling it today and, and sharing and, and, and sharing their love in, in the moment today. But um, the players that are, you know, young and here now uh, are certainly getting a feeling for what this, what this club and um, the heart and soul that is behind this club and what it all means. Um, to be a Port Adelaide player, to be a Port Adelaide coach, to be a Port Adelaide staff member, and to be a Port Adelaide fan, you're all part of one giant family that um, 
no matter what happens, if you if you you know you allow Port Adelaide into into your heart and soul and allow it to be a part of you, and allow it to you know just um, as Jamie said in a, a part one of it, you know open yourself up to the heartbreak of being a Port Adelaide fan and what Port Adelaide can bring, um, and you might just you know there is heartbreak at times like John's tragic death that should never happen, but it did. But what we can do from that, we can't change what happened. But what we can do is. Um, Make sure these memories are honoured and 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 remembered in a in a positive light. We we look at those photos of John in his life, and that there's a wonderful photo that a few have shared. We shared it today, and a few other accounts shared of him sitting in Amy Stadium, kind of the the storm clouds above, but also the lights of Amy Stadium. And obviously, we're not there anymore, but there's also a little bit of light there as well. And it's like you could just see that we were coming out of those dark years that we'd been in, and he was going to be a part of it, and he's still a part of it now. And uh, that's what this club is. It's um, no matter what what you do and how long you're here, um, if you do if you do right by this club and, and, and are a good person and part of it, um, you'll be forever remembered. So um, here's you, John. We're thinking of you today, and um, we'll be taking your spirit forward um, on Saturday and and forward through the next couple of weeks, as well as into you know the forever of Port Adelaide's existence. So yeah, cheers to John McCarthy. Alrighty, so preview time. It is a massive game coming up this weekend. 7.10pm Alberton Standard Time at Adelaide Oval. 26,500 of us, I believe, are lucky enough to be in the stadium. It's been, again, another week of um, of nuts, ticket buying and uh, ticket ticket tech frustration and all those things. But uh, we uh, we were lucky enough to get in eventually after um, ticket tech almost screwed us out of it. But uh, we got our tickets right up in the 500 level. Uh, I did have something on a basket, like front row, basically, but uh, Ticket Tech just kept on spinning for a half an hour until I, you know, and then by the time I started trying to get tickets, they were exhausted, and then I had to just keep clicking and clicking and clicking and hoping for a miracle, and I got a miracle. So we're in. I know there's a lot of people that missed out, and um, it is it is a frustration, and, and it sucks that, you know, two home prelim finals in a row. Uh, I only have fourth prelim final at home um, in the AFL era, and... Uh, you know, we've, we we again can uh, not fill the stadium to bring that real. It'll be I can only imagine with the noise that we bring over the last couple of years with the finals. God, can you? I can only imagine the noise that would be uh, tomorrow. Or sorry, tomorrow night, two nights away. I wish it was tomorrow night. I'm sick of waiting. But um, two you know, two nights away, the noise that would be resonating around that stadium. It would be shaking. It would be unreal. And and it it will be anyway because that's what the Port Adelaide fans do that get into the stadium, no matter what our number is. You know, I remember that Richmond game last year when we only had 10,000 in the stadium um, in the mid-season time, and it was just, it was electric, and um, the commentators were even commenting on how nuts it felt, just and how di- unbelievable it was that it was only 10,000 fans. So, considering we've got 26,500 fans, she's going to be loud on Saturday night. Um, so, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to be at this time of year, and uh, unlike last year, we're going in with, um, well, fair, I guess... Not that you know, I talked about this on uh, the, pre- the uh, preview one uh, with Jamie uh, chatting about that final, and it's, just, it's not that I was, I'm just more confident this year. I think I don't know what it is. Um, before I get into just chatting about the teams quickly, I don't know what it is this year that's bringing. Whether it's last year, you know, maybe we weren't quite expected to. You know, at the start of last year, we were bullish, um, and certainly there was. I had some confidence in um, how we go last year with just the the young side that was coming through, but. I, you know, if you'd asked me at the start of last year before a ball was bounced, um, before COVID hit and all those things, would we finish top last year? I would have, 
I mean, every year I go in with uh, when we've got a half decent lineup, I, I get I'm, I'm bullish. But you know, if I was realistically, I would have said I would have just been aiming for finals and hopefully squeak into the top four. And and you know, we we did better than that, and we got um, finished top and and won a qualifying final and a tough one. Um, you know, and a qualifying final that for large parts we were um, we were, we were up against. It was a real dogfight that um, qualifying final last year against Geelong. Um, so they went and we went to a prelim final against Richmond, the team, the best team of the last few years at that point, and obviously they went on won the grand final. And it's not that I wasn't confident against Richmond at home, but I was. I guess you know the the qualifying final we'd had to we'd had to really fight and scrap through that one, and and there were still aspects of our game that weren't perfect, and and it just I, I was I was a lot more nervous um, going into last year's preliminary final um, than I am this year, and I guess it was just it just felt. It felt like we we certainly um, could have had a run and, and won the grand final last year. I think I think we gave Richmond their sternest test uh, as far as the you know those last couple of weeks of finals go. Kind of like Hawthorne, unfortunately, in twenty fourteen, their biggest test of those finals was that that uh, prelim against us. Um, so you know a couple of heartbreaking prelim losses in the last you know under Ken um, have set us for this moment. And I just think and it's not that I'm disrespecting the Bulldogs in any way in this by the way either. It's just it's more my burgeoning belief and faith in the side that we have um what we've been building the guys you know the, the bokes and grays that have been around for years and what they're what they're doing continually um but then you know you've got your dersma rosie and butters they're in the year three now so they got their experience last year probably earlier than they might have been expecting it considering they only drafted a couple of years before that um you know they're, they've and then they've come in they're reasonably fresh at this time of year too with a couple of the injuries obviously aren't what we want but what it has allowed them is they just don't have as much battering and bruising in their bodies provided those injuries are healed right which they seem to be the way they've been playing the last few weeks um they're, they're just fresher as well and uh, but steeled with a more experience from last year um and i talked about it in the, the preview pod with jamie in part one that uh you know the stuff like the dersman drop sitter in the in the you know last year against richmond at a crucial time and you know knock on wood those kind of things are you know, um, not going to be as much of an issue because we're just a better side. Um, and the, and to say saying we're a better side is an opinion. It's just fact. We are a better side that we at this time this year. We are a better side that we were at this time last year. It doesn't mean that we're going to win. I'm knocking wood. Obviously, I hope we do, and I believe we will. But I've just it's actually just a fact about where we are as a side. We are better than we were at this time last year, and that is a that is a positive thing already. So. Um, and then you add in the likes of the Drews. Uh, Drew has been a revelation this year. Bergman has just grown all year um, with the the shot real run he's got been given, and and guys like Amon who uh, who really brought on brought on in you know came on last year pretty well has really come on again this year um, at another level. Uh, and then obviously the additions of Aaliyah, um and Fantasia this year have really just uh, filled out the side and. I guess that's. Uh, I guess I started talking about us, so we'll, we'll, I will talk about us first before I get to um, the Bulldogs. Um, and I guess that's the thing that's really different from last year. And it is unfortunate for the likes of Cleary that are missing this one. Um, he just he's just been the one, the odd man. And you know, it's at the start of the year it was McKenzie that was the odd man out of that defense, but he's come in with the Cleary injury, which you know is it's um, somewhat coincidental that Cleary injury happened against the Bulldogs in that loss at Adelaide Oval earlier this year, and that was part of you know. There was a multitude of reasons of why that game didn't quite go as well as we hoped. Uh, we're obviously missing the likes of Butters and Dersmer and Lysett wasn't in that game either. Um, but then, you know, when you have a, a defender like Cleary who was in the form that he was in at that at that point, having, you know, probably been 
uh, as as good of a shot at the showdown medal a week a week or so before um, as anyone um, go down in the midst of that game. That's just a structural deficiency that happens in a game, and that's right when we're trying to come back into the game as well. Um, it was a close game in the end. Besides that, you know, Bulldogs just got that kind of just sealed it late. Um, but you know, since then, you know, McKenzie's obviously claimed his spot. Alia's um, form has been impeccable over the past month or so. And uh, and the rest of the guy, like Jonas, has, has built into the season. It's like all of them have gotten, you know, Alia kind of just started like a house on fire and everyone else is kind of just getting used to his impact on the defense. But you can see everyone's just so comfortable. They know exactly what Alia is bringing now and what, like, the X factor he is, you know. Hopefully he, you know, he kind of plays a, you know, def- he, he almost, he's going to require the Bulldogs maybe to do what Geelong tried um, in the qualifying final and, and do like a defensive forward role, a tagging forward role on Alia, which is, which, if you're in a position as a team like like us to have a player, have to make an opposition coach think about those kind of moves, and you're already already setting setting yourselves up pretty well because they're having to sacrifice something to, and you know it, it can work for them, but it's it's also um, you know Lear's talent and what he's doing this year is um, he's he's pretty good at working his way around those things, and and the likes of Jonas, um, you know, all these other guys in our defense are allowed to play their own games a little bit more because Lear just provides such provides such an X factor in that sense. And what he's doing with his uh, both his his incredible marking ability as well as his ability to come across the top and spoil, um, if required, and and you know his closing speed and all those things that are that are helping him become so, be such an X factor in in that defense. And then we look at the likes of you know Burn Jones had a year that was um ga- getting some criticism around the fan base. Uh, you know just he just he won the club champion award last year and he wasn't quite hitting those standards uh, for large parts of this year, but he's really kind of honed his game back in over the last month and built it built perfectly into some uh, quietly into uh, a decent patch of form going into the finals. Ryan Burton is showing how lucky we were in that trade beyond the draft picks um, with the, the Wingard trade. Just him coming across, uh, you know, we, we've it's taken a few years because of his injuries, but um, we're seeing the benefits of what Ryan Burton can do um, injury-free. And uh, and we're seeing that this year, and his he's speed and he's, he's you know he's just it's such a talented, skilled backline, and and so well balanced now, and um, so that will hopefully bode well for us, and we'll get into the Bulldogs and in, uh, in a bit here, and um, but certainly with the the missing pieces from that Bulldog side, particularly in that forward line, um, it, it does you know that's just a plus in our plus in our box, um, doesn't mean it's going to automatically turn into a win. Um, we've got to, we'll talk about you know the the factors that play into that later on, but uh, it's certainly a plus in our box at the moment. The def- our defense is pretty settled, and uh, whereas the Bulldogs' forward line is a little just, it, it's not like I'm not saying it's shaky. It's just being shaken up a little bit with injuries over the past month. So, uh, and then midfield wise, you know, it's it's just we're we're just blessed at the moment with uh, Wines in Brownlow form, Boke in, you know, he could, you know, he's he's kind of like he's got that LeBron James thing at this point where Boke's just so consistently great that you sometimes take it for granted like you know they always say LeBron James probably could be MVP because te- he's he is the best player in the league every year up until maybe the last couple of years he's but he's still <laughs> close enough to it um, and Boke has kind of got that thing where he's just he's so at the level so often that um, you take it for granted a little bit so he's just he's just going great um, certainly we don't I just mean more as a wider AFL world and Willem Drew's been that real X factor this year and he's he's his great game has grown this year it kind of he started off he start he's Played pretty consistently well all year. But he started, you know, I think it took a couple of months before Port fans started going, "No, he's actually going to stay in the side." Like, 
when there were selection issues earlier in the year with people coming back in, whereas whether it be Pal Pepper after his his break at the start of the year, it's like is Drew gonna you know he's gonna keep it and it slowly just dissipated as the year went on because we realised how good Drew was and how much he was growing every week as well. So um, yeah, just we're just incredibly blessed. And then in that forward line, unfortunately, that's the big that's the big. Well, we we're going in unchanged from the qualifying final, but almost it feels like a change in the sense that. I guess we all expect half expected Georgiades to get up. Um, we all thought he, because you know, it was, it was all the talk was that he was half a chance. Um, you know, back in the qualifying final, and they decided against it, uh, and so he just. I think we all just assumed he'd probably be up for selection this week, and then that would provo- provide a headache in a sense of do we um, go back to the four tools that that we were going with, or do we, you know, with Laddams as well, or or do we? Um, you know, hold off and actually does Mitch become an un- another unlucky non-selection? Um, but it was taken out of our hands by the fact his hamstring still isn't quite there and he's not quite up to speed. So we go in unchanged, though. It felt like it, <laughs> it's, it's weird how, you know, the narrative goes. It almost felt like a change, but then it's, it's not changed. It's the exact same lineup we went into the qualifying final with. With Fantasia uh, seemingly fine from that knee knock he got in that qualifying final. He's certainly not fine in the sense that He's even said that I think he's going to be looking at some off-season surgery or uh, just a minor thing to just get that knee, try to fix it up properly. But he, he's battling, he's getting through, and certainly if he can battle through um, the way he did in that qualifying final with just four quiet goals, and will be the better for it. And um, certainly he's him at his best with how that forward line's kind of working at the moment with Dixon and Marshall, while being tall options and Laddams when he's down there, um, they're. Their ability to actually get the ball to the ground for the um, smalls in that final was um, something to behold, and and certainly their pressure um, when they don't have the ball or the ball's just um, their their defense their forward defensive pressure was um, incredible as well. So the forward line was just humming along really nicely. You kind of see the fruits of the labor of a year of trying to get things right in that qualifying final, and certainly with um, the Bulldogs again. I'll get into the side in a bit, but they're they're missing Alex Keith as well. So you know they've. They're, they're, one of the question marks has been this year with the Bulldogs' defense, um, <laughs> and we probably should have won by more in the round twenty-three match if it wasn't for Aaron, uh, pr- um, you know, lack of proficiency in front of goal really um, at times. So the shots will come, and as long as we take a take advantage of of our opportunities, um, I can't see I can't see us not being able to put on a. A winning score that a score that'll get the win, um, basically with our forward line going the way it is, um, it is uh, just it's. I just can't see it not happening. Really, that's that's just how it is. So I'm, I'm confident and quietly confident, and it's not, I'm not being belligerent in my confidence. I'm just saying I just think we are the better side at this current time. I think the Bulldogs at times this year were one of the great best sides in the comp. Um, really, the only question at times was their defense a little bit, but just. As things have gone on this year, you know, they've lost a couple of forwards um, and it's just, they've just, their form's not at the greatest that it could be, but certainly that win last week was was impressive in a in a real fight against the Lions. So, um, yeah, I'm certainly not underestimating them. I, I want to stress that. It's just my own confidence and faith in our side is what is giving me this this belief in in what we can achieve. So, um, yeah, their side is looking, uh, looking nice. Um, Power Pepper's obviously the omission. I do that in quotes. Uh, because there's still the um, the emergencies of Pal Pepper alongside Mays. I think it's alongside Mays, Cleary, and uh, Jared Leanett. Uh, the, the the four, uh, Pal Pepper, Cleary, Leanett, and Sam Mays are the four emergencies. So one of those will be the medical sub, which 
you have to think it's going to be either Pal Pepper or Mays. Um, you know, Mays has been an incredible super sub this year, and then Pal Pepper decided to join him in in the uh, you know voting for super subs with um, a real nice little appearance off the bench um, later. You know, the game was already won, but he, he put the he put the stamp of approval on it um, with those couple of late goals, Pal Pepper, in that qualifying final. So. It would be, you know, when you see Pal Pepper do that and what he can do on the field, um, certainly bobbing up to kick goals as well as um, getting the getting the contest a little bit. Um, it, it'd be interesting to see who. I thought Mays was a lock as a as the final sub until until Pal Pepper produced that. And Pal Pepper's certainly, you know, been a starting twenty two player often uh, for us over the last few years. So it's he, he's a pretty strong medical sub to pick, and I'd I would think it'd be Pal Pepper based on the fact that he um had a he. He did what he had to do coming off the bench last time around. So, yeah, that's that's my pick for the medical sub, but certainly wouldn't be surprised if Mays gets a nod as well, but uh, I think it'll be Power Pepper. Alrighty, so the Doggies, um, they're the ones that do have a few changes coming in, and um, it's an interesting, been an interesting week for them. Obviously, the big story... Uh, well, the big story was probably Marcus Bond and Pedley having to prove his fitness after looking a bit sore after the... You know, taking a knock to the knee in the dying, uh, you know, seconds of that win against Brisbane, but he's come up. Apparently, um, he's fine. He's proved his fitness and apparently looked alright um, from what I could see from some of the journo's that saw him on the on the track. Uh, they said he looked pretty good. Um, so, you know, and I said it on the preview with uh with Jamie that it would have been interesting to see what would have happened with Bon and Pelly. Had he not, like, if he wasn't quite, if they were trying to push him into the side, uh, I would have almost said, you know, that they're, they're one, the one spot there on the field they are blessed with their their depth as a midfield. You know, Adam Trelawker, come, you know, that he's been talked about as being a bit of an odd man out at the moment, not quite finding his form because of that. And, you know, maybe he would have come in a bit more um, to the midfield with Bon and Pelly out. But, um, you know, it would have been an interesting selection headache if they were going to try and risk it with him, if, even if he wasn't right to go. But... From the sounds of things, I think he is right to go. And, um, you know, structurally in that midfield, we know what to expect from that midfield. We It's more or less the midfield we played um, a couple of weeks ago in round 23. So in that sense, I actually, for me, Bond and Pelly would have been a massive miss. Obviously, he's a Brownlee, one of the hot, one of the hot favourites alongside Ollie Wines for the Brownlee medal this year. He's an incredible player. Um, so him missing would have been a massive boon for us, but it's also their midfield would have... I think they would have patched across it enough to... Um, Still be pretty damaging through the midfield if they want to be, if they're on if they're on song on the night. Big ones I think for me really is the fact that um, Cody Waitman obviously went out with a head knock on the weekend and which was uh, uh you know subsequently I think there was a lot of people wondering if the conspiracies would be out with Waitman somehow getting getting across the line because he didn't get ruled out with concussion but he has indeed been ruled out with a concussion and um, after his little over the head kick back in round eleven or whatever it was against us. At Adelaide Oval in that loss, I'm certainly not going to be um, not unhappy not to see him out there. He's a he's a um, real talented young player, and um, certainly that forward line he's been um, making plenty of noise in. So, and with the fact that Josh Bruce went down um, unfortunately with the ACL uh, a month or so ago, um, that's two of their big forwards that have been um, a big part of their success this year out. Um, so Waitman's a big one for me, and then Alex Keith uh, come up today with a hamstring tightness and he's been ruled out as well. So. Lewis Young has been, I think, admitted as well. Um, so, and he's been named as an emergency. So that's the three outs from the side last last week, and the ins. Um, Stephen Martin's back in, so he hasn't been in the side for a few months. Um, and he's 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 a veteran. He's he's certainly a, a big in for them. I think um, he'll be, you know, certainly 
they're probably looking at the the ruck duel um, with uh, you know Lysett and Laddams have been um, you know going all right together, and uh, probably giving Tim English a little bit of backup um, certainly is going to be required. So that that is a big move, and it'll be interesting to see that. It'll be an intriguing battle on the night. Um, how the, where the ruck and midfield and clearance battle and all that stuff is one because it'll be certainly two two pretty good. Um, you know, two experienced rucks going against it, as well as uh, um, you know, obviously the midfield battle as well. So, uh, Zane Cordy's back in the side in in defence as well. Um, so he's you know he's, I guess a veteran. He's been around for five six years now, and um, he's certainly um, you know, in and out of the side a little bit, but he's he's experienced enough. He's a good one to be able to call upon, as well as uh, it's amazing. I couldn't believe Jason Johannesson. Um, you know, it just shows that they do have a bit of depth still. Him being um, a sub, but he came on last week and had a pr- pretty good. Um, I think he was even the one that handed off the uh, the uh, fired off the handball for Bailey Smith to kick that goal. It almost was a sealer, but certainly helped him a lot across the line last week. Um, so he's he was last week's medical sub for them, um, and he's in the side. So yeah, we we don't need any in, any introduction to Jason Johannesson, um, certainly. So. While there's some big outs for them, there's 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 some ins that are um, pretty you know pretty strong for them as well. So we certainly can't underestimate this side. I stress that once again that my confidence um, and my hope for this week is is all built from how good I hope and believe our side is. It's certainly not underestimating the Bulldogs at all, and I'm certainly not expecting. Um, I would love to love us to smash them and just have a comfortable night, so I don't have to shit myself and I can just start getting excited about going to Perth early. But um, knock on wood, um, and knock on wood, it is we can start. We don't have a, a close match like we were experiencing last year, but I certainly don't expect um, the Bulldogs to go down without a fight either. They've, they're, you know, they're the one side that's done this before. They've got, come from um, outside the eight to win a grand final before, so you know, that that is going to be something. You know, it's the same coach and a lot of the. A lot of the key players in that side are still around, and and would be ha- and they'd be relishing in this underdog status coming Adelaide Oval. They've got to win that here this year already, and certainly last year, even in twenty twenty. Um, I was at that Bulldogs game last year, and they they we comfortably won, but not like super comfortably. It was like we were just always we we got ourselves ahead, and then just never quite let them get back. But I think we only one one I, off the top of my head. It was only twenty odd points. So they're a side that's certainly not afraid of coming over and playing, playing their game, and they're certainly going to be um, a little bit more limited as far as if you know the, the, that forward line is a little bit more patched up now with um, what you know the likes of uh, Waitman and uh, Bruce missing, but they're still you know Tim English will be um, bringing Steph Martin into Steph Martin into the ruck. I mean English will play a bit more forward uh, already more than he already is, um, and you know Norton's a live wire and a real um, X factor and. There's enough down there to still be worried about, and that that team is still strong across th- through the middle. You know, you got your Libbers and uh, Dunkley and Bailey Smith and and Jack McRae and and obviously Bon and Pelly's um come up fit and seemingly alright as well. So they're aside to they are going to be a they, it's going to be a tough game. We're going to need to come out, now, but the thing that gives me hope and why I'm um, hopeful is the fact that what I saw out of our team in that qualifying final was incredible. Our pressure was elite. Uh, our, our ball movement, our skills, and our and our, our our confidence and our backing ourselves in was absolutely incredible. That qualifying finals, and I said in my review, um, that is one of the best performances I've seen out of that side in a long time, and out of a port side for a long time. And that 
gives me just incredible belief in the fact that, you know, and the fact that we've had a week off to be able to get fresh again. There's no excuses to not be fresh and or leggy or anything like that. We've we've stayed home. We've been home for a couple, of, you know, three weeks now. Um, so there's no excuses to not be fresh and ready to, and itch and, you know, you know, champing at the bit to get out there and uh, and um, do some damage to this Bulldog side. I'd love it, love us to come out. And I think, I think what is good with our side at the moment is that is our fitness is um, right up there. We've just built through the season nicely and just and, and everyone's finding form at the right time and as well as their fitness and and bounce and energy and vigor. And what we need to do, I think, the the key to this one, um, you know, the Bulldogs will be wanting to hang in it because I think the dogs they're going to be. They're going to want to make sure they hang with us uh, for that first half, and then try to get to you know three quarter time with a short margin, because then you know that anything can happen at that point. Anything can happen at three quarter time if it's a close match. That's where that you start getting those oh you know the upsets on the upsets on the miracles can happen here um, if if we just don't um, you know if we panic and and you know things that happened last year you know we were, we got ourselves a goal ahead in that glass quarter and then just didn't quite finish it out. And it's because we just didn't take our chances early when we, we we could have put a couple more on Richmond and, you know, the weather wasn't shit, it was shit and all that stuff. But um, what we did in that qualifying final was we, we took our opportunities early, put the pressure down, put the foot down early and got ourselves ahead to the point that even if Geelong were trying to make a run, they certainly tried to make a run in that third quarter. The The margin was so, you know, the margin was so extensive um, being, you know, six goals up you know, more or less from the early third quarter on that even if they chipped a goal back or two, which they didn't, um, it was still a long road back. And what we did was we were able to just manage the game out and still we, we still just had to match, you know, our pressure was elite and far better than theirs in the first half. And then when they tried to bring it up to ours, we just stayed at that level and they just couldn't run with us. And that's what we're going to have to do again against the dogs, I think, because I think if we can put them away early, then that'll be it'll be a little bit of a bridge too far for them, just because they've you know they've a bit of travel, um, an incredibly tough long game last week as far as um, just having to be uh, high pressure and intensity all the way through to the last you know seconds of that game. Obviously, with how um, incredible it finished, but that's not to say that they won't if they can hang with us that they won't have get that renewed vigor um, coming. You know, if they can get into the second half. And hang with us. So that's what's going to be really important is we take our opportunities early, um, make sure we put the foot down, take those opportunities if they come, and when they come, and they will come, um, we will get forward 50 entries and and decent opportunities uh, just due to the fact that that's just what happens against the Bulldogs. Uh, but we're going to have to take our opportunities and and bring that pressure and 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 that and backing ourselves in like we did against Geelong as well with our, our skill ball skills and movement because we were really moving quite well and and. And you know, finding space and all those things. So that is going to be key. I think if we can, you know, get it, get it, get on top of them early is going to be key. Because otherwise, um, if you get if you let it get it turn into a bit of a dogfight, um, that'll that'll play into their hands because they'll get that. You know, they want to kind of drag us down a little bit because there is they are missing a few key players, but they'll they'll you know that'll give them some um, something to you know some locker room material for themselves. It will be. Ah, we're missing a couple of these guys. Um, no one believes we can quite get across the line. You know, it's a, it's a bit of a bridge too far, as I've said myself on the podcast. So, they're certainly that. Like as I've said, that side is um, still incredibly stacked and talented, and they can certainly do some damage and and will if we allow them to. So we've just got to not allow them to, and that's pretty simple. And obviously, footy and all sports, it's don't allow the opposition to do what they do. You know, it's it's you know, it's not breaking any uh, breaking any news here about what's required, but. Um, 
it certainly is, you know, our side is just in such a good spot at the moment that I think that all those things, we just have to take a similar tact, um, certainly with their pressure and, and everything that we brought against Geelong and they won't be able to run with us. And it's it, certainly their midfield is um, it, it really stacked as well. So it'll be uh, making sure that they don't get any free, too much free run through there. But otherwise, I think we'll be um, just all right. So... Yeah, I'm feeling pretty uh, quietly confident, which um, knock on wood won't come back to bite me. Uh, but yeah, I'm just feeling that this is the mo- this is a moment. Um, we're in a moment now that Port Adelaide, you know, we've never been here before. We've never had two home prelims in a row before. And um, unlike last year, where it felt like you know we we certainly deserved to be there, but it was just it was just a bit of a shock last year. Um, you know, especially with COVID, the entire year just was a bit of a weird vibe to be a part of anyway and then to get to that point and get so close as well it was heartbreaking but it also it was also like oh this is this is this is something new this is cool it's good to be back here but now this year it's um there's a bit of a still determination with our side uh having been there last year uh, i think i read about boke he said he's cried twice after footy games and it's been those prelims don't want him crying again let's 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 give boke um some happy tears after saturday night um knowing that he's on a plane to perth in a couple of weeks that's what we want. That's what we need to make happen. So, oh boy, let's just bring the noise, Port fan. That's all we can do as fans. Bring the noise on Saturday night. Um, make that the stadium feel hostile. Um, it's not like I want you know. Don't say bad things, obviously, but make it feel hostile. Just the noise, the level, the excitement, the passion. Make it feel hostile for the dogs, and make it feel like um, that we're gonna you know our energy will suck the ball through the big sticks. Um, you know, just at a level, kind of like I remember, um, you know, people talking about the, the cop in, in Liverpool. And, you know, is it's a thing that, the, you know, the cop's energy would um, suck the ball into the net kind of thing. And that's what we want to do for uh, our boys on Saturday night is make sure that we our energy um, feeds the performance that we get the required goals to get the job done, get ourselves to Perth. There's only two more wins to go to reach the promised land. Makes it feel pretty simple, but it also makes it feel that much more daunting in many ways. But it is very simple. Get the win Saturday night at home, a home prelim, and get ourselves to Perth. That's it. So um, I said in the pre- preview last night uh, with the, in, the, in part one with Jamie that I, I hope, I'm hoping for a 30-point win. I still think that's um, on the cards for us. The closer it gets, the more nervous I get. So it could change any time, but I'm just going to stick to 30 points. Um, let's just... Get ahead of him early, get on top of him early and just manage that and, and just, you know, play the game out um, and just you know, keep, a, keep an arm, a comfortable arm's length for 30 points um, and just show show the Bulldogs, um, you know, why our season is built to this point, that we've built it perfectly and we're, there, we're here to get the job done. So, car in the pair for the fans, bring the energy, bring the passion. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Car in the pair, prelim final, let's fucking go.